This episode is brought to you by The V1 Project. Before we dive into today's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast, I want to tell you about something that's really quite special to me. It's called The V1 Project, and it's all about bringing professional pilots together to create a supportive community. You know, being a pilot is more than just a job. It's a way of life. The V1 Project is here to help you cultivate a core set of values and virtues that will help you enhance not just your career, but all aspects of your life. Many of you have reached out and asked about the Lift Effect Mental Skills course for value-based living. While we're not offering that course right now as a standalone course, we have included it as the first four months of the V1 Project. So if you want to take that course, you got to go into the V1 Project to get it. But here's the thing. The V1 Project is not just about what you learn, it's about who you meet. It's all about building a strong sense of community. Picture yourself surrounded by like-minded individuals, all on a journey to better themselves and to support each other. Our motto says it all. V1 is a place for professional pilots to build community, cultivate and develop and express a core set of values and virtues for optimal living in a supportive community with encouragement and professional guidance. So if you're a professional pilot looking for something more, something that'll take your career and your life to the next level, head on over to thev1project.com. That's www.thev1as as in the number one, not O-N-E, but one, project.com. Join the V1 Project today and let's go. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect Podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple, to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance, to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt McNeil, welcome to the latest edition of the Lift Effect Podcast. I'm going to be flying solo today. Since my co-host Carl Keller, he's got to be a chauffeur today. So you're just stuck with me. Probably won't be as funny, but hopefully it'll be just as entertaining. This is the third part in our uh, five-part series on integrity. The last episode, we talked about, well, let's back up. Even the first episode, we tried to tease out the difference between what is considered, uh, you know, our definitions of what integrity is. Now, most of the time we think integrity just means being truthful, being moral, uh, being ethical, having competency, skills, professional skills, knowledge. And while those things are true, that is what integrity is. There's more. And so we're in this series, we're trying to make the case for there being more to what integrity is and what exactly does more mean. Well, the research and uh, my experience of helping people find their integrity 
because that's often what people come to me for, whether it's through coaching or therapy. There, I have broken it down and the research has broken it down and my mentors have broken it down and my experience has broken it down into 10 key areas. So the first two that we discussed last was truth and trust. To recap, trust, when we're operating integrity and the way I conceptualize it is just from a, a resourced or open state, curious state, state where we're committed to learning. The essential part of being open is to express empathy. That's the ability to, to be able to enter into somebody else's personal experience from a way that's connected to your emotions, but not so much that you become their, their experience becomes part of yours. So you, you can, you're not detached from your own emotions, but there's boundaries that allow you to experience their emotions and not make their, their emotions yours and to listen in a way that creates understanding and creates connection. And then there's validation, which being able to see somebody else's experience is valid just in that it is just their experience doesn't have to do, you know, with have anything to do with whether you agree with it or not, but just means you can see it as valid and to be vulnerable where strength and power, you must have that or people won't trust you, but you also not to have so much strength and power that it becomes a barrier where people can't relate to you because they feel that you just can't understand them. And there needs to be a need when we're not in integrity around trust. We oftentimes we kind of invalidate their experience and that can be very sneaky. It can be not intentional, but you know, saying, oh, it's going to be just fine. Or it's, um, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're overthinking this too much or some, something along that kind of nature that, that is invalidating and that disrupts trust. Then we have truth. Truth is the ability to give a representation of reality to others as best as it's understood. It's to not miss parts of reality. It's, it's where the truth has to be good enough. And when we're not in integrity, obviously lying on the most extreme end is, uh, is clearly there's no integrity with that. But when we're not in integrity, it doesn't mean we're lying, but maybe we're avoiding seeking the truth or we see things as black or white, as truthful or not truthful where we don't understand that, well, things aren't really black or white. Sometimes there's shades of gray. And so when we're in integrity, we see whole representations of people where they're not neither all good or bad, but just aspects of both. And when we're not in integrity, we tend to be splitting and people are, are good or bad, black or white. And then when we are not in integrity around truth, we can become arrogant or prideful or just anxious or fearful. So there is trust and truth. Now we're going to add a couple more. This, what's, this is where we're, we're going to expand on this. The next aspect of the personal makeup, Big Ten, from a, a mental perspective around integrity, is to take responsibility. And the way I view it is to take radical responsibility. When we are operating in integrity at the highest level, we commit to assuming complete responsibility for every aspect of our life, including physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. 
We're dedicated to empowering others to embrace the same responsibility for their own lives inside themselves. We become intrinsically motivated where it's internal. We want to learn. We want to stay on our purpose. We want to have autonomy. And we're committed to expressing creativity and genius and love. And this is what the Stoics really talked about and what the modern neuroscience shows. When we're taking radical responsibility aligned with being in integrity, we understand that self-blame is, is equally toxic. It's absolutely toxic, just as it is blaming others. And blaming ourselves is not actually taking responsibility. Curiosity and learning trump being right about how things should be. When we're not in integrity, we tend around in terms of being around responsibility, we tend to commit to blaming others or just blaming ourselves for what is wrong in the world. We can play this victim, villain, hero triangle, which we're going to do a whole episode on uh, down the road. But we, we commit to this victim, hero, hero triangle, which is just not allowing us to take 100% responsibility. And what happens is this perpetuates and maintains an endless cycle of, of blame, of shame, of guilt, and of toxic, toxic fear. And you can see this individually or even within organizations. This results in resentment, demotivation, demoralization, low learning states, high turnover, lack of innovation, and it places this locus of control outside of ourselves. When we're resourced, we have a very internal locus of control. And when we're not in integrity around responsibility, we just become intrinsic or extrinsically motivated. We want the title, we want the hotness, we want the money, we want the likes, give me the likes, the corner office, so on and so forth. So that is radical responsibility. Now, and let me just add, add this here. Here's a way to think about responsibility. I've talked about it before. You guys are probably tired of hearing me say this. But responsibility, if you write the word responsibility, responsibility is the ability to respond. Whereas when we are not affording ourselves an ability to respond, we tend to just react. So think of responsibility as that resourced place and reactivity is that unresourced place. Remember, resourced is where you're open, we're curious, we're committed to learning, we have a panoramic viewpoint of the situation. Seeing all of it, not just the, the big red light that's in front of us, but the whole perspective. When we are unresourced, we are closed, we are defensive, and we're often just committed to being right. So that's radical responsibility, the ability to respond. And it's like, I just can, I, I conceive of it as like an insurance policy. When you step up and you take responsibility, you just bought ability to respond to a situation, whether it's regardless of, of why, how it happened or why it happened or who's involved. When you step up 
It's like you are actually gaining control. Whereas when you're react, just reacting in that reactive mindset, it's a loss of control. And if you think about like from a CRM perspective, part of the reason we have memory items, part of the reason we have um, uh, quick reference cards, we have QRHs, we have procedures, is that it decreases the tendency to just react. There's no, we don't hands and elbows around a single or triple chimes. We follow a procedure and that is putting us into a very resource state of mind so that we can respond. So that's responsibility. All right, next, it's results. You have to be able to get results. You have to have a focused perspective on getting results. Now, this does not mean, let's not misconstrue this around the importance of having a process orientation. Process is staying involved in the moment. So for example, like I was watching the the Bronco game last night on TV. Rarely watch football, but my wife likes it. I'm, I'm more of a baseball fan, but we were watching it. And the Broncos won, like it's a miracle. Although they they seem to be doing a little bit better, but not a great team this year. Uh, they're playing uh, Minnesota, and you could see in the last minute of the game, which it was what it came down to, the there were some errors that the Vikings had made, and you could you could literally see like the, the this deflating kind of reaction to what was happening, and they started being very concerned about the scoreboard, the result. It started being concerned about the result. Whereas the Broncos, you almost look like they were starting to have fun in this because they weren't so much focusing on the result, but they were just running these, these interesting plays and one of the receivers faked the pass and he was laughing about it. And that was involved in the process. So the process orientation is, is massively important uh, versus the outcome orientation. But when I say taking results, we're talking about something a little bit different. When we are operating from a place of, res- of, of resourcefulness, when we are operating in the highest level of integrity around getting results, we have a very well-defined identity. And what that means is you don't have to be for everyone. <laughs> You just have to be right for some. So I, I can even think like in my own journey of developing a clinical practice and a coaching practice. And I, there, there are some people I do not coach. I do not, I would not be a good psychotherapist for. I work with professional pilots. I work with type A plus professional, high liability, high stress people. There's somebody that is not, does not come from that type of environment. I am not the right person for them. My strategies, the way in which I work with people, my framework is just not a good fit. And so I know when I am, you know, focusing on having integrity around being able to get results for helping my clients get results that they need, I realize I am not for everybody. I just have to be for the right sum. So when you're operating in a place of integrity around results, you know what you are good at and you learn not to spend time on what you're not good at. 
You're prepared and able. You demonstrate the ability to focus, which is to be purposeful, goal-oriented, uh, you know, goal-oriented action that, that knows where the energy and resources are being spent. Understand that growth is often about saying yes, and success is often about saying no. Now, when you're learning and you're in this, and you should always be in a learning state as you're, you know, going from theory into practice to, toward mastery. But at some point, you know, you, you cannot be for everybody. You can't, you can't just constantly say yes, 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 yes. Learning to say no is a way that operates in high integrity from a results orientation. When we are, and secondly, you know, you, you've got to have the, 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 or I should say fourthly, I and mean, there's a bunch of points in there, but you have to be able to demonstrate an ability to execute too. That's this radical responsive, you know, radical uh, result getting from a place of integrity. You got to be able to demonstrate how to make the hard call, make the hard decision. It's the fortitude to take the heat, the criticism, the rejection. Some people, based on your decisions, may never forgive you for your decisions. And that is when you when you are focusing on getting positive results with integrity, in integrity, you've got to be willing to accept the fact that not everybody's going to love you. Some people are going to are going to absolutely criticize, never forgive you for some of your the calls that you have to make. You got to learn how to lose well. You got you got to take a loss without being defeated. There's no there's no winning and losing. There's only winning and learning. Losing is an opportunity to learn. If 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 it's just a losing, you're missing the opportunity of how you can actually improve so that you can get gain greater control. And with that, you got to let go of things that aren't working. Got to let go of them. When we're not having a results orientation around integrity, we often become a very identity diffused, which means we're wondering who we are, what we're about. It's that tendency, I got to be for everybody. I got to get everybody to like me. This is the, the problem with social media um, applications like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and even LinkedIn in some respects is it, it, it forces identity diffusion, meaning it just, you focus on trying to get the likes or get the, uh, you know, the, you know, quote unquote friends. And there's this tendency, I've just got to be, I've got to be more and more friends. I'm always, you know, very skeptical. Somebody that's got 5,000 friends on Facebook. It's like, man, who are you for? Not saying, you know, you want to be cold, but if you're for everybody, you're for nobody. And think from a business perspective, if you, Kate, if, you're, if your product is for everyone, then who is it for? It's not for anybody, if it's for everybody. So operating in a, where there's a lack of integrity around results, there's an identity diffusion, there tends to be, unpre they're unprepared. We become, there's an inability, which then leads to impulsiveness. Impuls impulsivity is, is a lack of integrity, usually around how to get results. And then we start to carry these very, very dysfunctional patterns with us. We just keep, keep doing the same thing over and over, trying to get a different result. And so that is the worst way <laughs> to be operating in integrity. So we talked about trust, 
We talked about truth. We talked about taking radical responsibility. We talked about the ability to get results, to have a results orientation, not to lose the process. You got to stay in the process, but you have to be able to get results. Because if you can't get results, you sort of have nothing. And if you think about leadership, certain companies where they just can't seem to get results, it's there, there is a lack of integrity around that. Let's even think from a carrier perspective. I'm not going to name out any particular carriers around this, but the ones that continually operate in a crappy place, not just in terms of profitability or margins, but in terms of their reputation, in terms of how they, how they, uh, I mean, oftentimes they may be doing really, really well financially, but their reputation is just complete crap. And it's because they are, there is an integrity issue. Yeah, they might not lie. They might not cheat, although many of them do. May not steal, but there's a lack of integrity. And so I want you to think about in your own life. Do you establish trust with the people in your life? Do you, do you listen can you, can you understand and relate to them empathically or do you make it all about you? Do you validate them where you're just seeing their experience as valid, even if it disagrees with how you, why you think it is that way or what it is, but you see that that's how they see it. Can you, do you validate? Do you express enough vulnerability to where they can actually relate to you or do you just invalidate? Do you go against the person and not the problem? There's a lack of trust there. Do you give whole representations of reality as best as you understand it, or do you cherry pick? We all are guilty of some of this. This isn't about, you know, either you're a good person or you're a bad person. We all have aspects of this. This is why we're talking about this, but we're getting into this. But do you, you know, do you cherry pick pieces of the truth to be able to fit your narrative? Is the truth good enough despite what you think, what you want, what what other people believe, you know, is, can it, can the truth just be good enough? It is what it is. Do you find yourself, um, you know, seeing whole representations of people, right? And all the good nor bad, but ask us both, or do you get kind of, um, uh, sort of <laughs> manic around, oh my God, this person is so amazing until they're not. And then they're just the worst thing in the world. There's a lack of, of, of truth there that needs some work in terms of your ability to take responsibility. Do, do, you, do you tend to blame others? Do you just blame yourself? This is a big one for, for the, the population that I work with is a lot of self-blame because we're so perfectionistic. Well, self-blame actually isn't taking responsibility because you're blaming. You're losing control. It's not about blame. It's about learning and taking committed action toward what is going to get you closer to where you need to be. Are you committed to expressing creativity, to expressing your genius, to, to, to loving, connecting deeply with others? Or do you just commit to blaming others? Do you find yourself feeling resentful and bitter? demotivated, demoralized. 
might have a responsibility issue that needs some work. When we're, when we're taking responsibility, we understand that, that the internal locus of control, what comes from within us, is that's where it's at. The external, you, external, you can't control external. You can't control what other people do. You can't control the weather. The only thing that you can control is what you choose to do. That's the only thing that you have in, in your control. And really, it's not even about controlling thoughts and feelings. I know there's a big, there's a big movement around like, you know, thought control and none of that works. You can learn to direct the spotlight of your attention where you need it. But sometimes we just have thoughts that, that become catastrophic or negative or, but do you let those thoughts then dictate your behavior? Behavior is what you do with your arms and your legs and your mouth, right? It comes out of your mouth. That's your behavior. Do you let your thoughts and your feelings control your behavior or can you diffuse from those things when they really don't serve you and direct your behavior more toward what you want in your life? That's taking responsibility. I think at the heart of responsibility is blame. When we are blaming, whether we're blaming ourselves or we're blaming somebody else, there is a lack of an ability to respond because it's just blame. You have to develop the ability to respond. Responsibility. When you think about the results that you get, now as you know, as pilots, we very result oriented, you know, achievement oriented, I should say. Not even necessarily results, it's achieve. Notches in the belt. But the problem is, is that the notches just go on forever. And there becomes a very fine line between. I want to achieve something because it's deeply uh, aligned with my deepest of core values, or I just need a hit of dopamine, and then I got I got to move on to the next thing. Having results is important, but staying in the process is just as important. There's a difference between achieving things and and having actual fulfillment in your life. Achievement is not the same thing as fulfillment. Fulfillment is different. Achievement is great. I love achieving things. But if it doesn't give you a sense of fulfillment, which is what flourishing really is, then I would say that the achievement is is poorly aligned or is misaligned completely and it just won't work. So quick podcast today. I'm going to keep it brief. But I hope that you're thinking about these things. I hope that you're, you're really allowing some of this to sink in around integrity. What is your integrity? Yes, you got to be moral. You got to be honest. You got to have strong principles. You know, you got to be undivided. But can you go deeper? Can you go deeper into these characterological aspects? If you do. If you allow yourself to go deeper, you are going to find that you're going to ratchet up how you present in the world, how you present internally and externally, how, what, what your entirety looks like. It's going to just, it's going to blossom into something that you didn't know was possible. So we got more. We're going to talk about next week. We're going to talk about the ability to embrace the negative. And we're going to talk about growth. 
And really what we mean by growth is the mindset of having a growth mindset. So embracing the negative and a growth mindset, that's what's coming up next. Want to remind you about the V1 project. Uh, there's probably an ad at the beginning of this, but just another reminder, V1 is just, it's been so amazing of a journey so far. We've got three cohorts. We're going to uh, do this, this fourth cohort coming in January. So if you would like more information about it, or you'd like to just go for it, you want to join a community where you can learn in a community setting, in a workshop setting, how to cultivate flourishing and the abilities to express the best of who you are, no matter what you have going on. We all have stuff going on. We all have hurdles and mountains that we have to climb. If you want to be able to learn how to actually operationalize that and do it with professional colleagues, if you're a professional uh, pilot, I really encourage you to reach out to us and let's talk about the V1 project. Also, the subscriber feed to the podcast uh, is up. If you look in the, the description of this episode, you can click on that and join the subscriber feed where you're going to be able to get show notes and uh, transcripts and uh, full interviews that we're going to be featuring here. Um, it's coming. It's here. We're ready. We're doing it. So I hope that you reach out. And if you need anything, you know where to find us. I appreciate you for taking your time to delve into this stuff. I know that this may not be, uh, you know, some of this might be out of your comfort zone or some of it might just seem a bit esoteric, but you taking the time to listen to this is just an attest to the commitment that you are making to yourself. And Everybody benefits in your life when you commit to yourself, to developing yourself. Everybody benefits. So huge gratitude to all of you. It's uh, We're really excited to go into, we're in our second season now with this, and we got a lot of cool stuff in store. So I hope that this finds you well. I hope you have a really good weekend, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance-related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. 
Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect podcast.